Welcome to the weekly podcast, Stand Strong. I'm Paul White. And I'm Noah Dieselkamp. Together, we look to God's Word to find energy and encouragement to fuel our faith. When our trust in Jesus is firm, we'll be amazed what God can do and accomplish in our lives. So let's turn to the wisdom in God's Word, a true and trusted source that is going to help us stand strong. Let's dig in. Welcome back to all who are listening to our Stand Strong podcast in this season of Disciples in the 21st Century. And we started Noah last week, a three-parter. We're, mm-hmm. we're dealing with disciples and the family, and we talked about dads yeah. uh, a week ago. And so today we want to move into this uh, discussion on disciples in the family when we'll talk about mom and dad. Yeah. So just dad's mom and dad and this partnering relationship that we have, whereas parents, we've got responsibilities and obligations in the home. What does that look like? So that's that's what we want to do today. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to that discussion. Uh, before we get into that discussion, just as a reminder for those who listened last week, you're already aware of this, but... Uh, Paul and I have put together a five-question survey. It takes about 60 seconds to fill out, and uh, it is designed to help us improve our work here on the Stand Strong podcast and and help us to continue to put out this content that we pray is being helpful to people. So if you can fill out that survey um, sometime today for us, that would be wonderful. You can find a link in the episode notes, and you can find it on our Facebook page. Um, if you can do that for us, again, just five questions that would really help us out as we continue to, to produce these uh, um, episodes of this podcast. Now today, uh, like you said, we're going to be talking about uh, parents and, and parenting. Um, we talked some last week about the relationship that we have with our wives and the relationship that we have with our children and how that's part of our discipleship. If we're a husband, if we're a father, then part of being a disciple is being being that father and being that husband to the best of our ability. Um, and so this week, we're, we're wanting to broaden that out a little bit and talk some about what it means to be a parent as a disciple. Um, and, you know, any parent, mom or dad, knows the challenges that just inherently come with having children. And raising, really, more than having children, raising those children, right? That process. And it is a process. And it's a, it can be an arduous process at times. And so I think young parents like myself oftentimes will begin to ask questions like, um, how do I deal with this challenge or that challenge? Um, what am I supposed to be teaching my children? What does teaching my children look like? And the fact is, there's a lot of practical things we can find in scripture that we can we can take and apply in our parenting world. And you know, there's the the ones that I think we hear a lot. And we hear them a lot because they're good. But you know, um we we can go back to to Deuteronomy and we can talk about binding the word as frontlets between our eyes, you know, and to talk about it with our children when we're walking along the way and when we're, you know, all of these things. That's a that's a good practical there's there's some ideas of how this encompasses parenting. And so it's good to talk about those things, but sometimes we go, okay, yeah, but what are we supposed to be teaching our children? Okay, so we're walking along the way, and I have them do memory verses or whatever, but what am I ultimately really, as a disciple, 
of Jesus? What am I teaching in order to disciple my children? And that one, challenging, and two, it can make some people uncomfortable. Even the idea of discipling our children, some people are like, ooh, that sounds weird. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that. They're so young. They're so impressionable. What will other people think that I'm teaching them these things, that I'm instilling these things? Yeah, it is weird. And yes, they are impressionable, which is exactly why we're doing it now. So there's, I'm going over the spectrum of the kinds of discussions that come up when we think about what it means to be a disciple and to be a parent. So we're going to be talking about some of those things in a little bit more depth today as we have time. Yeah, you know, you referenced the Deuteronomy 6 in, in relationship to not just the responsibility, but where do we start? Yeah. Where do we start? Discipleship is very akin to uh, discipline. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about parents and you talk about discipline, I, I, I don't want people hearing this thinking uh, the rod of correction. Right. There's also reproof. So mm-hmm. it's both, and the wise man in Proverbs deals with rod and reproof. But the concept of discipline, the broad idea is this idea of instruction. Yeah. And it has to do with teaching. And that's back to Deuteronomy 6. But Deuteronomy 6 starts in verse 4, uh, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Yeah. And then here's how you are, as a parent, you love the Lord this way. He has this, he has this place in your heart. So that's the starting place when we influence discipling and the discipline is all about influencing. Yes. Capture the heart of that child, and it's different in the approach at 2 and 12. But you start with, okay, because the Lord, He is one. He is the starting place. So He is first place in our life. Yeah. There is no other. And so we want to develop and instill in the heart of our children an understanding of who Jehovah God is, why we love Him, why we respect Him, why we worship Him and only Him. And then that's the starting place that influences not just why you do what you do, but what you do. Yeah, absolutely. For those listening, you can tell that Paul is both the more experienced father and the more experienced preacher because well, first of all, more experienced father, the wisdom that he just shared, and the more experienced preacher because he actually opened his Bible to try to quote from Deuteronomy 6 instead of doing it from memory and <laughs> absolutely mangling uh, that passage. So, yes, remembering that foundation is, is important because the, no matter at this point in my life, it doesn't matter, you know, I've, I'm expecting number three. My oldest is, is about to turn five. And so... There are some things that we're going through with our second that it's like, I've done this before. You know, I feel like I kind of have a handle on this. And then it becomes very clear I don't, right? Um, Discipling our children and disciplining our children in the instruction aspect of it, there's always new challenges and there's always new questions. And even if we've done it before, we're going to have the question of, am I doing this the right way? Am I asking the right questions? Am I teaching the right things? So going back to that foundation that you were talking about, our relationship with the Lord and instilling that in our children is so, so important. And that must make us question, what do we value in our relationship with the Lord? Because that's what we're going to end up instilling in our children. And being self-aware about what, what we count as important in our relationship with God is going to help us tell How's our parenting going to go, right? If we value 
the fact that if, if our relationship with God is summed up in the idea that I fear God, okay, well, fearing God is important. But that's not the only thing that I should feel about God, and that's certainly not the only thing I want my children to feel about God. What do we feel about God? What are we passing on to our children in that regard? I think it's a great point. It's a measuring stick. I mean, we're all influenced by something or someone, the, the motivation behind why we do what we do. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, uh, okay, I get up every morning uh, early and get myself ready and go to work. Why? Well, because it takes money to make the world go round. <laughs> I've got bills to pay. Yeah. This is my job. I get all of that. But ultimately, what we want that is influencing decisions that we make, choices that we make, that, that center around people that we say we love more than anyone else next to the Lord. Why do I get up every day and say, my family is a priority today? Yeah. My relationship with my wife, my relationship with my kids, why do I do it? Well, it's duty. I mean, <laughs> I'm the dad, and if I just abandon all of this, I don't want the Lord to come out, you know. Right. Well, okay, there's an element of fear of being under the judgment of God because I'm clearly not honoring God and fulfilling my responsibilities. But there's there's a better motivation. And I think yes. that's what you were getting at. Yes. Putting ourselves in the base, best possible place and position to do what we want to do. It's okay, I do this because I, I'm motivated by something other than a fear of going to hell if I don't. Right. Right. That, that is not a great motivation for parenting. There's an aspect of the accountability and the responsibility. Absolutely. I, will, I refuse to downplay the responsibility of parenting and the fact that God holds us accountable for that. But if our only motivation is, well, if I don't do this right, God, you know, God's going to come down on me with a hammer. Yes. Uh, let me, let me, maybe I should be clearer here or a little bit more bold. This is what I was trying to say. Look, every dad, every mom that's listening to this, that is in, in a position of parenting, that is, we have responsibility to take the lead. Let's parent, let's be parents, not pushovers. And so when you look at this, every, every parent that's hearing this said, I love my kids. I, yeah. lo- I do this because I love my kids. I get up and do the things that have to be done. It's, it's exhausting, but, but I, I love my kids. I love my kids. Amen. But that kind of love is only going to take you so far. Mm -hmm. Start with, I do this because I love the Lord. Now, you love the Lord, you're going to love, and here's what I mean. Because sometimes I was telling myself I'm loving my kids, but I was loving me Mm -hmm. and saying, I'm going to do this for my kids. When maybe my kids today, the love that my kids needed that was influenced by my love for the Lord which influences my trust in him is, okay, I need to tell my kids no, or today my kids need to have a board meeting <laughs> and they need to learn a lesson. Yeah. That's loving your kids. That, that, yeah. Did that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And I think that that helps us change the, the, the viewpoint, the paradigm through which we're looking at, one, what it means to love our kids, but two, what we can embrace in that process. Of, of loving our kids. Um, I, I think we mentioned it just a few minutes ago that raising kids as a Christian, as a disciple, who is trying to raise a child to become a disciple, um, it leads to some weird things. Um, people might look at us weird. 
because of how we're going about parenting and how we're going about instruction and discipline and and instruction and reproof and correction and all of these things, um, we are raising our kids different. We're raising them differently in process, and we're raising them to be different. So we shouldn't we shouldn't be surprised that if we want our parenting to be to be reflective of God and His values, that it's it's going to be considered a little bit weird by the people around us, and we don't need to apologize for that. We don't need to we don't need to apologize to the people around us that we're training our family in what is true. We also don't need to apologize to our children. <laughs> um, I know that sometimes, you know, if I have to discipline my sons, there's there's all there's this thing in the back of my head that's like, oh man, I, I'm so sorry that I have to do this. Well, if I'm doing it in in the spirit that God has commanded me to do it. I have nothing to apologize for. I'm doing for that child what needs to be done in my instruction or in my discipline or in my correction. Our firmness in our teaching, we don't need to apologize for that. So I think that remembering that love, like you said, the love that's just like, oh, I just, I just love my kids and so I do this for them, that only goes so far. The love that we have for the Lord is going to take us a lot further in parenting and it'll help us hold the standards in parenting a whole lot longer than that other love. Yeah. You know, who, who and what are we listening to that influences the way we do what we do, the way we approach it? Uh, so the manual, when I, when I'm not mechanically inclined. So if, if there's an issue with my truck, I drive a Toyota. I'm not plugging Toyota. <laughs> really good truck, by the way. Not a sponsor. But, but so if I've got a problem with my truck, they give me a manual or they've sent me this PDF and I put it on my phone. I pull up the manual. Toyota created the truck. Yeah. I'm going to find out what Toyota says I need to do to take care of my truck. Everybody's heard that before. Right. But it, I think it's a great way to illustrate. Look, one of the things that got the church in Corinth, the church in Corinth in trouble was they were influenced by their culture of the day that was trusting in worldly wisdom rather than what God had revealed. Yeah. Uh, in that case, it's the gospel, Jesus and the gospel. But today, parenting needs to be influenced by God, who is the designer of the home, the creator of the home. Amen. And this is not just a preacher plug and study your Bible more. <laughs> Make sure. Look, maybe I was raised the way God wanted me to be raised. That is, my mom and dad were being led by the revelation of God and the wisdom of God found in the Word, and they did the best they could do. And so I had a great model growing up, and nothing wrong with duplicating on some level that model. But, right. but I don't need to raise my kids based upon the way I was raised. Where does it start? God's the designer. Okay, Lord, what do you say about this? What does your word, your spirit reveal about this? That's where we need to. We must get back to that. Yeah. Or we're going to do things that we never wanted to do in our family in relationship to raising our kids. We're going to make mistakes yeah. that we probably never wanted to make. Right. Parent, parenthood is filled with opportunities for mistakes, and we make mistakes every—I make mistakes every day in my parenting. But if we're, if we're trying to hold to that standard, 
that the God who created the family has given instructions on how to how that's supposed to be formed and raised and, and that kind of a thing, then even when we make mistakes, we still know where we're going back to. We we know the we know the the place where we can find, okay, I messed up. I need to do better. How can I do that? I'm going back to the the manual. Yeah, I think that's a great illustration. And one of the beauties of the quote unquote manual that we've been given in scripture is that God didn't just instruct about it. He demonstrated it. Mm-hmm. And I think this, as a dad, this especially resonates with me, but for dads and moms, we need to recognize our role in this. Um, we, we bear the image of God. And in our roles as parents, we specifically bear the image of the Father in that relationship. And so God didn't just write a book that said, okay, here's how to raise your children. He wrote down a history of his interactions with his children. And that is an exemplary manual, if you wanted to use that mm-hmm. term, for what it looks like to be a father. And and I, to, I'm, I'm not saying that to the exclusion of mothers, but God refers to himself as our father. And so when we're going back to the manual, Maybe the questions we need to be asking are things like, can our children trust us like God's children can trust him? Can they depend on us like we can depend, like I can depend on God? Do we demonstrate, do I demonstrate love toward my children the same way that God has demonstrated his love? You know, it's it's not for nothing that the psalmist says in Psalm 127. Children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. And we talk about that in parenting, but I want us to zoom out for a moment. I think that's also reflective of how God feels about his children. He is happy and thankful for his creation. And he finds delight and joy in us. And he finds delight in loving us. So again, if we're looking at that, asking a question about our parenting, do we show that same delight and joy in loving our children? Do we demonstrate love to them? Do we demonstrate justice to them? Do we demonstrate mercy and grace to them? How we do, I guess what I'm trying to say is how we do and don't do these things will reflect, it will impact our children's understanding of who God is. As, as a father, I am the first impression my children have about the father. So I need to make sure that I'm modeling my fatherhood after his fatherhood. And that's really, I mean, that's easy to say. It's extremely challenging to put into practice. It's very challenging. A great, great book that I read years ago was recommended, uh, Josh McDowell's the father connection. Mm. And look, our children very early in life, the, the the relationship that they have with their earthly father is going to shape and mold how they view their heavenly father. Yeah. And again, I don't want anybody hearing in that, get it right, get it right. Come on, because look, my heavenly father <laughs> is perfect. Right. <laughs> but the heart that our children are seeing in mom and dad needs to needs to mirror the heart of God. Yeah. And that's our challenge. So having said that, 
So people say, oh, my, that, oh, yes, but wow, that's, that's overwhelming. Again, that's why I believe the Lord so often invites us into relationship with him where we speak to him intimately. Mm-hmm. And God, this is who you are. And God, this is who you want me to be. And God, you can empower me to be this. And so I'm asking you today to help me to be this because I'm just trying to mirror you yeah. to my kids. Yeah. And starting your day and ending your day with that and then growing the relationship with your wife. I mean, parenting on the same page, yeah. that is tough. Yeah. But it's doable if the relationship is continuing to grow to where it ought to be. Success in raising kids has everything to do with mom and dad mm-hmm. loving each other, yeah, trusting each other, underst- <clears throat> understanding the strengths and the differences and weaknesses between the two and merging them beautifully together. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have days where it's clicking and you're thinking, whoo, victory today. And then you're going to have another day and it's like, I'm frustrated. Right. I'm frustrated because we disagreed. What yeah. are we going to do? Uh, so there's a lot there, but I, I love what you said. Just mirror the heart of God. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the fact is one of the one of the clearest areas of our lives where we can do that is not just in our relationship with our kids, but like you just said, in our relationship with our spouse, dads to moms, moms to dads. Um, our kids are watching. They're observant. They're smart. They are paying attention to how we treat one another, how we interact with one another. And so if we're willing to mirror the love and and the respect of God in that relationship, that strengthens the the relationship we have, we have with our children as well and the and the the model that we're that we're modeling for them. And like you said, it can be overwhelming. I want to share one last thing. I know we're we're coming up on the end of our time here. It's it's overwhelming to think my children's idea of the the father is going to be based off of how I father them or or mother them. And that's overwhelming when we think of it, when we start to think of all the little ways that that's going to be tested and that's going to come to light and and the times we're going to fail. So maybe it helps to just distill it a little bit more. Um, When Paul was writing to the Corinthians, he said, imitate me, as I imitate Christ. Now, does that still leave a whole lot of questions as far as what about this and what about that and practical day-to-day things? Yes, it does. But the best thing we can do, the foundation that we need to be working off of when it comes to our kids is, hey, imitate me as I imitate Christ. Now that comes with responsibility because if we say that to our kids, but then we don't imitate Christ, we're hypocrites, and they will see right through us. Mm-hmm. They, they are not deceived by that. And on the other hand, if we say that, but then we don't hold them accountable to that standard, then we're, our words are empty, and they'll see right through that as well. Yeah. And so the, the, the foundation, the best we can do is to say, imitate me as I imitate Christ. I'm going to hold myself to that, and I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah, there's a reason. I love what you said. There's a reason why, and we've gone this long, and neither one of us has given the Ephesians 6, 4, fathers, do not provoke your children to wrath, 
but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord and discipline and instruction of the Lord. So this is me not quoting Ephesians 6 verse 4. <laughs> but if you think about that, I, I haven't found the passage that says, husbands do not provoke your wives to wrath. Although right. that's clearly all through the pages of Scripture. But here you have something directly to a father in relationship to his children. Don't do this. Mm-hmm. Don't provoke them to wrath. That's basically saying don't be this kind of dad. Mm-hmm. Lest the, the Colossians parallels, lest they become embittered or yeah. discouraged. So we can do a lot of harmful things in parenting as a result of lack of inconsistent, a lack of consistency, uh, or hypocrisy, or whatever you want to put out there that discourages, angers, and frustrates our kids. And what the Holy Spirit has given to us in in these passages, and clearly the Ephesians 6 passage, is a reference point. What does the discipline, the nurture and instruction, discipline training, what does that look like Mm -hmm. coming from mom and dad who are leading that family unit? Yeah. What does it look like? And again, where are we taking our instructions? Who's influencing me? Is it the Holy Spirit through the Word? Or is it the culture of the day, how I was raised, or a book that I bought at Mardell's that somebody told me to buy that agrees with what I already decided I wanted to do? Right. Uh, and th- that's important. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I appreciate your thoughts and your time today as we've been discussing this. I know this has been valuable for me, and I pray that it's been valuable for the people that have taken the time to, to listen to it today. This is part two. Of, yeah. of three parts. We got a three part coming up <laughs> next week. Uh, yep. I think mom and dads are going to want to participate. Uh, tell us how bringing the kids into part three, uh, maybe doing that after or before dinner. Why is that going to be a good thing? What's part three about? Yeah. Uh, you know, um, part three, we're going to be talking about dis- what it means to be a disciple in our relationship with our parents, um, at least to some extent. Our especially. Kids. Well, but we're going to be talking to the kids right. about what it means to have a relationship with your parents. Right. And so um, our encouragement is, uh, n- please, by all means, listen to it. We we would not want you to just plug your kids into the, the podcast and leave. So be we want you to be a part of it. Um, but we encourage you to listen to this with your kids. Um, we're going to be directing it to them. We're going to be speaking to them. And uh, we pray that in that context, it'll be a helpful thing for us uh, to express to them principles from Scripture that have to do with their relationship with you, as many of these are coming into an age where they are, they're, they're going to have to make the decision to be a disciple or not. Um, so we're, we're going to be aiming that at kind of probably roughly ages 5 to 12-ish, give or take, not saying you can't listen to it with your high schoolers, um, but it'll probably be a little bit more uh, more basic in level than than what they might be expecting. Still beneficial. So we pray that that's going to be a, a helpful episode um, for you and your family, as all of you, from from dad to mom to kids, uh, aim to follow Christ as disciples here in the 21st century. And we pray that it will help you all to stand strong. Thanks for joining us in God's Word today. 
We hope you'll continue to join us each week as we consider how to deepen our faith in God. Here's some good news today and even this week. With God as our foundation, we know that we can stand strong. 